0: Welcome to the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM and McKinney Hockey. I'm Mike Stevens. This is Rachel Dory. Rachel, we have a busy, we have a, the most packed slate of games in NHL history today.
1: I know, right? We're getting 16 games and like obviously they've already started. But we also get staggered start times. Like hooray NHL. Listening skills!
0: Took them forever. I like when I saw that like their, when I saw their tweet, you know, they put out there like, oh, it's the only day this has ever happened. I immediately just thought these all start at the exact same time. Um, but, you know, who knows? Anyway, let's dive in because we don't have much time to waste here. Let's start with the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Dallas Stars. Basically, the only thing up for grabs in this game is division seating uh, ahead of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, you've got two teams um, that are both they're firmly in their divisions, whether it's the Central or the Pacific. Um, they both play really solid defensive hockey. So I'm expecting um, not a ton of goals tonight. I'm expecting a ton of block shots. So if that's something um, that you're able to bet on, I would look at Alec Martinez, Alex Petrangelo, um, Essa Lindell. Those are guys um, that routinely stack up the block shots. Miro Heiskinen is still hot for Dallas. Um, so that's a guy I would look to. But overall, Um, I like the under here at five and a half. I just think these are two of the best defensive teams in the league and we're probably going to get sort of like a playoff preview here.
0: Yeah, this is, this is one of the best games of the slate and uh, considering that every team is playing, you know, that's some pretty loaded competition there. Um, these are two teams who could really make some, make some noise and it'll be interesting to see where they line up. Um, all right. Basically the only thing at play in this next game here, um, uh, is I guess sort of like individual player watch record watch uh you know whether Connor mcdavid hits uh hits 150 points and eric carlson hits 100 this is edmonton in san jose
1: yeah so you kind of nailed it there right edmonton yes they're fighting for home ice in the playoffs but the reality of the situation is they're in and we know san jose is out what we Mm -hmm. don't know is so Connor mcdavid's got 148 points i would have to think that he probably gets to 150 tonight um He's not going to hit 70 goals. I believe he's still at 62 or 63. So that's kind of out of the question. He's now going to score a hat trick now that I've said that. Um, 100%. 100%. And, and Eric Carlson uh, is a few points from the first 100-point season uh, in over three decades. And so I think given that the goaltending on both sides is not particularly fantastic, mm-hmm. um, I really like this spot here. I think that... We're looking at the heart winner and the probable Norris trophy winner. That's entertaining for me. And these are the two um, of the most entertaining players in the game today, like this season. And so for me, um, there's not a ton to watch in the game, but I'm looking at McDavid to put up two points. I'm looking at Carlson to probably put up two points as well. And and that's kind of what I'm going to be watching from that game, just because anytime you get to watch McDavid and Carlson in the same game, it's a bit of a treat.
0: Just a little bit. Um. Absolutely. All right. Anaheim and Arizona. Uh, the this truly is the Bedard Bowl. I mean, Arizona's obviously been super hot lately and they've kind of taken themselves out of uh out of con- contention for Bedard, but these are still two really bottom bottom barrel teams trying to to sort of out bottom barrel each other.
1: Yeah, this is the Bedard Bowl. And it's funny because Anaheim has lost nine straight. Uh that's not great, uh, but if you're tanking for Bedard, then it absolutely is. And you mentioned Arizona; they had a spell there uh, in March where they basically played themselves out of contention for Connor Bedard, and then they went on a road trip and they've lost five straight. So it's one of those things where that hot streak you mentioned, like that, kind of got them out of the Columbus, Chicago, Anaheim, San Jose conversation, but then you lose five straight, and the Arizona's biggest problem. In terms of tanking for Bedard, is they've been pretty good at home. Oh, they've been fantastic. Fourteen and four—that's over five hundred, legit at home. And they're playing in Arizona tonight. It's a Saturday afternoon game in Arizona on a college campus. Mm-hmm. I would have to think that there's going to be a little bit of rowdiness there. Um, I think the atmosphere is going to be fun. I've heard a lot of great things about an atmosphere like that, and so. I mean, why not? I, I think Arizona might win here. Um, I, I think that they're, they are the better team. Um, but Lucas, obviously, they have Lucas Dostal, uh, who may, may be playing. And um, you, you add that into the atmosphere, I think this is a recipe for Arizona to take the W and push Anaheim closer to Bedard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, moving on to uh, the Nino Niederreiter Bowl. It's the Nashville Predators and the Winnipeg Jets. This is the biggest – this is sort of like when it comes to, uh, you know, like actual weight of these games, like narrative weight. Like this this has the most stakes involved in it. This, these are two teams. They're fighting tooth and nail for um, for a playoff spot. One team, you know, is, is – they sold off everything, and they're basically playing with house money, and the other is going through an 18-wheeler that's going off the cliff. Um, it's Winnipeg and Nashville. This is a, a should be a must watch game, at least for, you know, just to see how this how the final playoff picture sort of lines up here.
1: Yeah, I mean, how many times have we heard either hockey players or coaches? Oh, this is the biggest game of the season. This is the biggest game. Of this, this really season. is throw all of that out. This is the biggest game of the season. So if Nashville wins their chances to make the playoffs jump to 48 percent, if Nashville loses their chances of making the playoffs drop to 2 percent. That is the scale of this game tonight. And so we're looking at the biggest playoff implication game in a very long time. I'm expecting huge games out of guys like Kyle Connor, Pierre Luc Dubois, Mark Shifley. Um, if Rick Bonus feels like playing him, Nikolai Ehlers. Um, those are guys that are going to have to perform outside of the obvious in Connor Hellebuck if. Winnipeg's going to be successful because John Hines announced that UC Soros is starting for Nashville. UC Soros has arguably been the best goalie in the league this year. I think it's Soros, Sorokin, and Allmark, but mm-hmm. Sorokin and and Soros have played like significantly more games than Allmark has. And so for me, um, they get the nod there. And so you're coming in, you're playing against a hot goalie and a team who really does feel like you said, playing with house money. And so, um, I think the pressure's all on Winnipeg here. It's going to be a great game. But I to me, Kyle connor has got to get a point. He's got to get a ton of shots. Mark Shifley's got to get to the net front. He's got to get some shots. And Pierre-Luc Dubois, if you're going to impose yourself on a game, these are the games he's talked about wanting to be a part of. He better show up tonight.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's there's not much more you can really say about that. That this If you big.
1: can't get up for this game,
0: there, you, you, might need as well just you need to retire. You need a new profession. You know? You'll be a plumber something like that. Um, we need plumbers, trades, jobs, very important. All right. Florida and Washington, um, you know, Florida, they're, they're still battling for their playoff lives. Somehow they mean scrapping it out, uh, staying afloat. Washington is, they've lost five straight um, and they are basically just hoping to improve their draft, uh, their draft strategy. But a win here would really, really put a, a burr in the saddle or sorry, a, a loss here uh, by Washington it would really put a, a burr in the saddle of, of the Pittsburgh Penguins in there sort of race for the playoffs so that's a little added uh added narrative for the fans here
1: yeah so pittsburgh played detroit earlier today we don't know the result of that game as we're recording this but this is kind of the first time where pittsburgh fans are cheering for washington you need washington to win now john carlson has looked good since coming back from a fractured skull which is a wild injury to have. Um, I probably would have just given him the rest of the season off. You know what, John, you just, you can go home. Um, But yeah, Washington's lost five straight. They're quickly approaching Vancouver, St. Louis territory, uh, which is interesting to say the least. And Florida has significantly improved their, overall play they are controlling the pace of play now Matthew Kachuk has imposed his will Sasha Barkov has been great of late and so you're looking at a team that is really desperate in Florida against a team who kind of doesn't really care and doesn't have anything to play for so for me this is a game tailor-made for Matthew Kachuk and Sasha Barkov I look at those guys and they are going to impose their will on this game. I think Florida's power play is also going to have some success. Um, so that includes the likes of Carter Verhaeghe and Aaron Ekblad. Those are the four players I'd look for for shot props and point props. I think that if Florida is going to have success tonight, it is going to be on the backs of those four players.
0: Yep. 100%. All right. Toronto and Montreal, you know, the storied rivalry. Uh, you know, the original six Saturday night, last home game in the regular season for the Leafs. And yet, you know, the Leafs are they've already, they've clinched the playoffs and they've clinched home ice, not a ton really to play for here other than just staying healthy. Um, so, uh, uh, there's no Morgan Riley and no TJ Brody. So their entire top pair, uh, is sitting. It's going to be and meanwhile, on the other side, it's basically like you, like you said here in this prep that we got, Rachel, Nick Suzuki and a bunch of dudes.
1: Yeah, it's dudes. Um, you you were at Morning Skate today. Sure was. Um, and, and you noticed that there was no Riley and no Brody. So Eric Gustafson is going to quarterback the number one power play unit.
0: Yeah, Mark Giordano on um, PP2.
1: Exactly. So on that, I would say um, because he hasn't, been in the lineup much of late due to some personal reasons um he's probably not going to be the guy shooting the puck on the power play he's going to look to the flanks and where's that that's matthews that's nylander and so for me those are shot props i really like montreal uh is not fantastic defensively and not great on special teams Mm -hmm. so those are two players i would target i'd also look for a mitch marner power play point or a mitch marner assist prop i think both of those um are probably pretty good to hit tonight um The thing about Montreal and Toronto, Montreal could dress their entire AHL lineup, which is almost what's happening here. Um, And it's still going to be an entertaining game because no matter what happens, Montreal and Toronto is just always shenanigans and so for me this is going to be an entertaining game and one guy who's been super consistent on his shot props and has been really hot of late is Mike Matheson Mm -hmm. I have him in a parlay that I'm going to start building now and it's Mike Matheson over two and a half shots as the first leg in the parlay you'll have to listen to the rest of the show to find out what the other two legs of the parlay are but those are three players that I am targeting in this game and I think it's going to be a good one it might be a barn burner
0: that is quite the parlay to start with. Um, another another note here as well, just because I was at uh, morning skate, is that Ryan O'Reilly is now on the top power play unit for the Leafs. Um, he swapped there while Nylander is on the second one. Just like just you know temporary to get some things going, but you know potentially that could improve his value for tonight. You know he's not he has not been on the the top power play unit ever as a lead, so that could be very interesting. Um, all right again another another couple teams here one is one is fighting for the bedard bowl and the other uh is has locked up pretty much everything they can it's the columbus blue jackets and the new york rangers
1: yeah so columbus is uh columbus and the one thing that i want to draw your attention to is a lot of books have actually taken off the shot props for the new york rangers because teams who are playing columbus just routinely hit and so the books have Um, kind of said, oh, we don't really feel like offering these. I think it's kind of shady, but BetMGM does have them. So I would recommend going and checking those out. Um, They are available. Guys like Adam Fox, um, Columbus gives up the most shots to defensemen in the league. Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, I think they're candidates to have huge games. The one thing we don't know yet, while the Rangers are heavily favored and should be regardless um, we don't know if Igor Shishterkin or Yaroslav Halak is starting tonight. And if it were me, I would probably just start Yaroslav Halak. You're not going to catch New Jersey in all likelihood. And you. there is no reason for Igor Shishterkin to be playing against the Columbus Blue Jackets. That is not necessary. And so for me, I look at this as an opportunity potentially, maybe at a plus two and a half for Columbus um, because there is some value there. But Adam Fox, I expect to go over the number over two and a half shots. I expect him to have an assist. Chris Kreider, over two and a half shots. I expect him to have a good game. Same with Mika Zibanejad. I think that those are the candidates on uh, the Rangers side of the puck. And then on the Columbus side of the puck, uh, rookie Kirill Marchenko has been really impressive this Mm -hmm. year. Uh, He holds (laughs) the Columbus Blue Jackets rookie goal scoring record, um, which is tremendous. And so I like him. He's a volume shooter. Uh, His line's usually at one and a half or two and a half. I like him to get like three or four tonight, and so for me, he's a Columbus Blue Jacket that I would take.
0: Um, the one thing I would say with with Kirill Mar- Kirill Marchenko is if you are if you are thinking of betting on him to get an assist, probably don't do that. Um, That's the under the, on that. <laughs> yes, bet the under. He is the well, the under is zero uh, because he is he is the the as they say the reigning Cy Young favorite um, because he has twenty one goals and four assists this season. <laughs>
1: That Which would actually w- win you the Cy Young in Major League Baseball oh, yeah, 21 absolutely. and 4. 21 and 4.
0: So there you go. So 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 maybe uh, take the take, – if you can do under zero, um, maybe take that. for Karel Marchenko,
1: also known as Jacob deGrom. Well,
0: yeah, you know, Nolan Ryan, any of that. Like he's, yeah, <laughs> the best pitcher in baseball. All right. Um, here we go. Two teams who are battling injuries. Um, two teams who are stumbling um, and yet one of them is going to the playoffs, uh, despite the other one saying their rebuild is over. It is the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Ottawa Senators.
1: Yeah. So one key, key thing to note here is there is no Tanner Jeanneau. He has flown back to Tampa. He is no longer on the road trip. That leg injury looked absolutely gruesome and awful. And we hope for the best for Tanner Jeanneau. Oh, He's super entertaining That was a to tough watch. one to watch. Um, but yeah, that looked really ugly. And that's a key piece of their bottom six. Obviously, they have Corey Perry. He's crazy. Um, But Tampa has been stumbling. Andre Vasilevsky has not been Andre Vasilevsky of late. Um, That defense core has been giving up a lot. Victor Hedman is having a down season. I can't even remember the last time I heard Nikita Kucherov's name, and that's kind of concerning. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ottawa's lost four straight, and they're struggling to score. They struggled against Florida, where they had this barn burner of a game, and there were fights and all manner of chaos. Um, And they're coming off what was a very emotional game. And so you've got two teams, emotions are running high. This is kind of a recipe for a do-not-bet game, because anything can happen. Mm -hmm. But we are going to add a second leg to our shot on goal parlay. So we have Mike Matheson. We are adding Drake Batherson over two and a half shots. So we've got Mike Matheson and Drake Batherson. I am aware that that rhymes. Um, He's been extremely consistent. I've been running this parlay for like almost three weeks now. And I think I'm like eight and two on it. So this is something I thought I'd bring to the show just for a little bit of fun. So let's add Drake Batherson over two and a half shots.
0: Are you just doing this parlay for things that rhyme? Like is that the um, only criteria here?
1: Well, there's <laughs> yes, kind of.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's let's keep it going. Philly and the New York Islanders. Um, you know, obviously the Islanders are still fighting for their playoff lives here, whereas Philly has been out of it for a very long time.
1: So, Philly is so out of it that John Tortorella has stopped coaching. Mm -hmm. he has watched I believe the count now is four games from the press box and then yesterday it was newsworthy that he was going to be behind the bench for the game against the Islanders and how nice of that you are going your coach is going to be coaching you are having a bad season however what I will say is I think it's super valuable for um coaches in this position to watch from the press box you can glean a lot Yeah, you learn a lot more. Yeah, and it gives your other coaches an opportunity to have a voice, and so I actually really like that decision. It's a playoff fight for the Islanders, and here's a crazy stat for you, Mike: Ilya Sorokin has a 9.38 save percentage in his last five starts.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. He's he's amazing. We already like you mentioned before about how basically he is. uh, how, How he he's. Arguably, like, have the best season this year uh, of any goalie. You know, and and you could make an argument, like, a legitimate argument that he could he could be in heart contention. Because think about where they'd be without.
1: Oh, uh, uh, they'd be right there with Philadelphia. Oh, exactly. Um, I think, so, on that, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I just said what Ilya Sorokin's save percentage was. Carter Hart's also been really good this year. Um, He's had a massive resurgence, even though the team in front of him has been... Uh, not great to say the least. I'm expecting a low scoring game, but Bo Horvat is back in the bumper on the power play. Um, I don't know if anybody saw the money puck data that was thrown out, but Tony D'Angelo is not good at defense and neither is Rasmus Vistralainen and neither is Ivan Provorov. So well, Tony D'Angelo is a
0: healthy scratch tonight.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. So even better, they still have Rasmus Vistralainen and Ivan Provorov um I'm glad to see that Tony D'Angelo has earned his healthy scratch Bo Horvat being in the bumper I like him over two and a half shots I also like Anders Lee I think he's been really good and Zach Parise has had a resurgence so for me those are the guys but all in all I am taking the under in this game I do not think there are going to be a lot of goals you've got two good goaltenders having great seasons so for me that's the bet in this game
0: very, very cool. All right, moving on to St. Louis and Minnesota. Basically, you know, like we said with a couple of other of these games, the only thing really up for grabs here is is, uh, is playoff seeding for Minnesota. Um, St. Louis obviously has been out of it for for a very long time. Um, but yes, they're, basically Minnesota is, is battling for seeding, potentially home ice advantage
1: as well exactly so this is really important they are really in the thick of things they could win the division or they could finish third there's a lot happening here um there's no Kirill Kaprizov at present we do not know if he is ready to go Matt Boldy has been red hot he has been Minnesota's best player since Kaprizov went down he's got a point in pretty much every game so I'm taking him to get a point tonight I'm also taking him over two and a half shots he's been absolutely and totally consistent. Since Caprizov went down, the other thing I'm looking for tonight, can we get some odds on a Jordan Bennington, Marc-Andre Fleury fight?
0: That would be, look, the, I, if the line's been prevented this time, like they should be put in prison. Like we yes. should be charging them with some sort of so crime because it's ridiculous.
1: Who, who would win that fight?
0: Marc-Andre Fleury, 100%,
1: 100%. Right? And also who would win just all of the fans imaginable? Marc-Andre Fleury.
0: That would be the best thing for the league. Like oh, literally I think just it would let be, them fight.
1: <laughs> we, this game is appointment television just to see if this happens. 100%. And so you take Matt Boldy. Absolutely. Jordan Cairo is another guy that I really like. And Minnesota's giving up a ton of shots at home. They're averaging giving up 39 shots at home in the last 10. That's a lot of shots to be giving up. Jacob Verana and Jordan Kyrou are the primary shooters. So those are guys I would target. But Matt Boldy's the main guy here. And let's just hope we get a goalie fight.
0: Let's just hope. All right. These are two teams who are, you know, at the at the, the top of their respective games. Um, not much really to to play for here other than, you know, the NHL record for most wins in a season for Boston. It's the New Jersey Devils and the Boston Bruins.
1: Yeah, I can't believe like we're sitting here talking about a team that pretty much everyone thought was going to take a little bit of a step back this year. And the Bruins really just came out and said, Actually, we are going to gun for the most wins in an NHL season. It's just absolutely incredible. Uh, Two things to note. Taylor Hall is returning tonight to face his former team. He's back after injury. Charlie McAvoy will dress after an injury scare against Toronto. So that's really good for Boston. And honestly, really good for the league. You don't want to see a player of Charlie Mm -hmm. McAvoy's um, prowess go down. Love to see Taylor Hall back in the lineup. For me, I expect a tight defensive game. These are two teams that are getting in the mindset and the mentality of playing playoff hockey. The Bruins are super conditioned to do it. New Jersey needs to learn how. So I'm expecting Lindy Ruff to really try and batten down the hatchets and and work on the defensive game. Having said that, Timo Meyer, Jack Hughes, and David Pasternak are my primary shot targets in this game. Those are guys who consistently play on the power play they consistently find ways to get open to get shots and so there's going to have to be shots on goal in this game and those are the three guys i would target but i am expecting a tight checking defensive game
0: yeah 100 all right moving on to calgary and vancouver calgary has done everything they can to take themselves out of the playoff picture and yet you know with a big win against minnesota this or not minnesota winnipeg this week um they've sort of thrust themselves back in whereas vancouver obviously is just sort of playing out the rest of their uh Their games, they are all, you know, deck chairs on the Titanic.
1: (laughs) Deck chairs on the Titanic. That's a good one. Yeah, so Calgary, like you said, they came off a huge win against Winnipeg. I would argue that that was Calgary's best game of the season. I thought they were absolutely fantastic in that game. Um, Jacob Marstrom I mean, tip of the cap to him. He has been really good lately for Calgary. Um, We're expecting him to start tonight. Thatcher Demko is starting for Vancouver. Uh, He's been one of the best goalies the last few weeks, and it's taken Vancouver out of contention for Bedard, pretty much. He posted a shutout. W- oh, no, that was Colin Delia, I believe, that posted a shutout win against Chicago. But Vancouver is coming off of a shutout win. That Jardimko is playing really well. Vancouver's giving younger guys uh, a bigger opportunity. You saw Cole McWard, Akito Heroes. Um, they actually looked pretty good from a puck moving perspective. And so it'll be interesting to see. I'm expecting Calgary to win. They're heavily favored on the money line, so there's not a ton of value there. But Tyler Toffoli absolutely loves playing Vancouver. He just thrives. So I'm going to take him over two and a half shots on goal, but I'm also going to take him to score a goal. I really like him against Vancouver. He just seems to, for whatever reason, have some level of success. The Other guy that I'm looking at is Elias Pedersen. He's chasing a hundred points and it'll be the first time that that happens. I believe since the Sedin did it uh, because that's how long it's been since Vancouver's had a truly elite player. Um, I expect him to get at least one point tonight. So if you can mix that into your betting, those are a couple of things that I would look at in that game.
0: Absolutely. All right. Uh, you know, our penultimate game on, the, on the, the slate here is Chicago and Seattle. Seattle coming off, you know, clinching their first playoff berth in franchise history, you know, only their second year. Great, great story for them. They're just basically... You know, playing out the rest of the schedule here. They're playing with house money's like to say, where Chicago is a shockingly breathed team that is, you know, as we said with with uh, Vancouver, just deck chairs in the Titanic.
1: Yeah. So Seattle's clinched the playoff. Congratulations to them. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what the playoff atmosphere in Seattle is going to be like. And also their playoff content when you're owned by Jerry Bruckheimer, there is a level of expectation that comes with that. Um, so I can't wait to see whatever trailer uh comes with that. But Chicago is coming off that shutout loss against Vancouver. They were absolutely awful. Um, and honestly, there's not a lot of help. Jonathan Taves has returned to the lineup. They have Andreas at the That's pretty much it. Um, there's not a whole lot going on there. Now, the one thing I would be wary of is there's not a lot of mon- uh, value on betting on the money line for Seattle. Because when you clinch a playoff spot in this scenario, there is a chance of a bit of an emotional letdown so this actually could be an upset pick I'm gonna stay away from the money line pick here tonight just because I don't believe that there's value enough to take Seattle for it not to be uh too risky but we are going to add the third and final leg to our parlay and that is Jared McCann to get three shots this is the McMatherson parlay so it's Jared McCann, Drake Batherson, and Mike Matheson all to record three shots. D- depending on what book you use, it should be around plus three hundred. Uh, it used to be a lot higher, and then the book started getting smarter. But those are the guys, and so that's your McMatherson shot parlay.
0: That's definitely the best acronym for it. Like I was trying, or not acronym, but like sort of nickname, nickname? for it. I was trying. I was doing. I was crunching the numbers in in my head while you were saying that, and I'm like the the math bath can. That doesn't make sense. No, so that's that's a good one. Yeah. So the
1: McBatherson. Think about it as like a McDonald's chicken yeah,
0: sandwich. The McBatherson. It's it's a burger you eat in the bath with your <laughs> son. <laughs> and, and there you go. Um all right, and then finally we have two teams, you know, two playoff teams. They've locked it up. You know, we're we're ready to rock. It is Colorado and Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, so Colorado's looking to stay atop the Central Division, I can't even believe that about a month ago, we were wondering if Colorado was going to make the playoffs, like they were gonna always make the playoffs. And now they could win their division and secure home ice, not only in their um, division, but in their conference. And so that's kind of wild to think about. Um, They would have to win out, I believe, and then like Vegas would have to lose out. Something like that. Um, But they're looking to stay atop the Central Division. And I'm expecting a tight checking game. These are two teams that are preparing for the playoffs. L.A. has really tightened up defensively. I'm expecting Colorado to also do the same thing. We haven't gotten word on if anybody is resting tonight or not. So this is a game where I would strongly caution you to just be careful. Um, The primary shooters, if they're in the lineup, Adrian Kempe, Victor Arvidsson – for LA. And then obviously Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, and you have your Kale McCar assist prop um, for Colorado. But like I said, you always want to be careful because um, at this point in the season, you're going to have guys sitting or guys playing lesser minutes, maybe instead of playing 24 minutes they're playing 20. And so this is something where in a tight checking game, you maybe want to taper back. I expect it to be physical. These are two big teams. And so this is maybe I would say approach with caution.
0: Awesome. Well, hope you all enjoy this, you know, hockey packed day, Um, you know, fantastic stuff. Hopefully we we helped you sort of get ready for it. Um, And we will be back obviously next week to, uh, to get you set for, you know, maybe a couple more games left in the schedule and then eventually the playoffs will be a lot of fun. So thank you for, for sticking around and listening, Rachel, um, you know, like enjoy, uh, enjoy this day, this lovely day of hockey. And like I said, we will see you next week.